Welcome to another episode of You See Me But You Don't Know podcast, where we allow celebrities and athletes to tell their story their way. Welcome to the show, everyone. We have my guy, Gordon Brown, former New York Jets and Boston College alum. Uh, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. Appreciate you. So tell us, who is Gordon Brown? <laughs> well, first of all, thank you very much for asking me. I, 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 I question why you're asking me. Why do they? someone want to know about me? Uh, You'd be surprised. Uh, really? Well, okay. <laughs> well, uh, I started uh, back in uh, Massachusetts is, okay. where I, is, is where I grew up. And uh, my, you know, I was an only child. My mother and father. We only had our, uh, 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 only had me, and uh, we moved to uh, a little small town, and I mean a little small town called <laughs> Millis, M I L L I S, Massachusetts. Okay. And uh, we had, when we moved there, somewhere between three to four thousand people lived in this town. And maybe when I and maybe when my mom and dad finally left from it, it might have gotten to four thousand. <laughs> uh, we're we're talking small. Wow! It was the smallest in terms of just you know to put it in perspective for sports. It was the smallest conference in Massachusetts with respect to number of athletes. Okay, and uh, you know it it was pretty much. If you didn't play two ways, you know, play play both offense and defense, uh, there weren't necessarily enough to play. To, so we didn't wow. necessarily have, if you if you would, twenty two players who were tenth, eleventh, and twelfth graders. Wow, that were on the team. We had freshmen that would play, but they were. It was you could not play a freshman for four quarters of a varsity football game. Okay, they were only allowed to play two, and the reason why is huh. is that the freshman uh, eighth grade and seventh grade had a team, and they played you know a, a team every week also just like the varsity did, but they weren't you know they they played whoever that was. But they were only so they some so, so usually there were two or three kids that were freshmen that would have to save two quarters to play with the varsity players or have the availability. Wow! To be able to play. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It was a very very small you know very very small town. We all knew who we all were. I mean, we <laughs> all you know it was you know we played uh, you know we played football, we played basketball, we played baseball. Uh, uh, we the one that if you know we didn't necessarily have enough you know for baseball so they went out for track uh, you know <laughs> this kind of stuff I mean and 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 it just was a very very small very you know very very tiny little town wow. uh, our biggest resident of the town of Millis Massachusetts was a guy named Payne P A Y N E uh-huh. and of course he is a huge mega uh, of Payne, Weber, and Jackson. Oh, really? Okay. And he was Mr. Payne. And Mr. Wow. Payne had property across the street from our house. And, I mean, he had thousands of acres in the town. And he had the biggest house in town. 
that was on a uh, was on a river called the Charles River. Okay. You know, uh, and uh, he he his property just stretched forever, and his caretaker. You know, we knew him because he'd come over and stuff because we'd play in the field out in front across the street. And uh, that was also where uh, he did donated a section of his property for the uh, Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts. Okay, nice. And he, and he built a beautiful place up there for the, for, for us all to go and, and to have campfires and such like that. But uh, uh, getting sort of back to the, uh, the sports thing, uh, you know, one of the— one of the things that was so important, if, if you will, was was we, our parents, were all intertwined in the city. Meaning, they all knew each other. Okay. Uh, the place to go every Saturday and Sunday morning from six a.m. to nine a.m. was the local downtown coffee shop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and, and and what I'm saying that was where typically it was almost all the men would know about this, and they would be sitting down there, and, and it would be all of our fathers are down sitting in this restaurant. Wow. And now my my wife knows about this concept. <laughs> Because she participated with my father when they were when he was retired down at Cape Cod, and she would go with him <laughs> and go to breakfast, but you know go to a, a different place. But they would sit, so you can imagine a little small town, four thousand people max, all the dads down having coffee on Saturday morning and Sunday morning. Now you tell me, what did I get away with when I was uh, a young boy growing up? Probably nothing. Nothing. You got that right. And I mean, wow. where where was where were they? You know, it was like we couldn't go to the movies because if we went to the movies, it was like, hey, I saw your I saw your car over at the the cinema. You know, it was like, oh no, wow. no, that Gordon must have been over there. <laughs> you know, and, and you know what's what's interesting about that is that was when parents actually parented. There you go. Yep. It's. It is what it is, you know, but, but, but yeah, it, it, your town kind of reminds me of Mayberry a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> but it was, it was, you know, it, it was nice. Uh, from the standpoint of growing up, it was a quality uh, uh, way of life. Somehow, some way, some land became available in the town, and up on one of the corners of the town, they put in a uh, a country club, a golf course with a with a country club and stuff. So uh, that became a place where a lot of us went to okay. caddy, and we'd learn, you know. So we went up there. That's where we sort of, you know, when I used to play golf, it was because I started up there, and I used to caddy, and you know, used to do thirty six holes, you know, two bags, thirty six hole, wow. you know, and I think if I remember right, and I could be wrong, but I don't think so. I think it was three bucks a bag, and and that was it. You got you know, and 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 you hoped that the guy would buy you your lunch, you know, and that was you know, wow, that kind of thing. But that was also the time, you know, time and a place and that kind of thing. But uh, uh, different but, world. Yeah, but that's that's where I went to make money, and then it was just so luck, you know, it became a nice thing. And then the general manager of the place sort of took a liking to me, so then he offered me other jobs at the club and stuff. So you know, I, I, I got I, I got involved with more adults okay. earlier in life and stuff. So I sort of learned a little bit more about that from a maturity standpoint. Yes. You know, we went from there. But uh, uh, I didn't play, you know, going uh, in my, my, say, my seventh and eighth grade years, 
I went to a basketball camp. That was my favorite sport, was basketball. Interesting. I okay. loved it. And I went to a basketball camp for a couple of years called Red Arbacks Mil- Camp Middlebrook in, Mass- in, in uh, Mansfield, uh, uh, Marshfield, Massachusetts. Okay. And, yeah, he was there the whole time. <laughs> I mean, from beginning to end, Red Arback was there. Wow. Uh, and with his entire team of Celtics. Wow. And he also had all of his uh, draft class there. So you start maybe start your, oh, yeah. your your brain starting to move a little bit. So how did he know what kind of players he was dra- that he drafted? Well, he had them down there because they would they would do a little exhibition playing at 7:30 every night. Hmm. They put the lights on on the court and out they'd play and they'd play for an hour. But the real innovation of Red Arbeck, and to show you the kind of mind that that man had, right? what he did is with respect to how do you take care of 400 boys that come to this camp? Well, you got to have somebody watching over them. So you got to have somebody who's staying in the, in, in the camp, in, in, in the little bungalows that we had, you know, right. 12 or 15. <laughs> so he would reach out and he would get just because of who he was he would get almost all of the best college athletes wow. that were playing basketball to come and be the camp counselors wow so we had things like and 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 you know pardon me if you but we had guys like Austin Carr Notre Dame yeah all pro, all something. Sid Catlett from Notre Dame. We had, uh, and, and, and I'm quickly running out of names, but <laughs> we had a bunch of them that came from Maryland back when they were right. one of the places to come, and they were all up there. Uh, and 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 never mind, you know, he had stuff from down in the Southeast Conference. He had stuff from the Big Ten. He had, a, I mean, you know, if you were playing and you were worth. A draft potential draft pick. Right. You were at this camp. Wow. And then what would happen is you would play with the Celtics. Okay. At night, seven thirty, eight o'clock every night. You'd, you'd play for an hour or two, and they'd just substitute you in, and you get in, and you get to see whether or not you had it or you didn't have it. You don't see that now. Boy, wow. it was something. I mean, it was really something to watch some of these guys play, and but it was also something to watch. You know, some of these players who. The work ethic of the of the pro players against the college players because yes. the college players hustled their buns off because they know what they were doing. They were there, you know, showing their wares. But the pro players were there. Some of them were trying to continue to make the team. <laughs> and back when I was, and back during this time that we're talking about, that was back when nobody beat the Celtics. They had lost once in the sixties. They only lost one championship. They they won I think nine or ten. Uh, uh, I think the, the the documentary on TV now with Bill Russell. He shows all eleven yes, rings. Yes, yep. you know that he has. Oh, you yeah. know all all of them on his hand, and then one more. <laughs> I think the pinky <laughs> ring has two um, finger. But uh, uh, you know, but that was just really really something to have. And and so that was a that was a sort of a where I I, I got to see what a pro athlete okay. was about. I got to see sort of a work ethic that they put in. You got to see 
the the sweat on the brow. You got to see wow. uh, the uh, the work that they you know, especially in basketball back back then. Not like it is now. God, they ruined the game. But like it was back then. Yes. There was a there was a there was a there was a there was a, there was a man that played for the Celtics and his name was Bill Russell. Yes. Some of you may or may not have heard of him, but if you haven't, then you've never played basketball. But when Bill Russell was <laughs> yes. a center, you did not come into that lane that painted area by the basketball yeah. for no reason if Bill Russell was there playing defense. <laughs> that was, un you, you couldn't pay him enough to get in there. Wow. That was just the way he played. He didn't allow it. That was not where you were going to, that was his real estate. Do not come in. Do not come in. You're not allowed, and there's no reason for wow. you to try. And I mean, it was just the way he played the game. And, and of course, you know, he played against some other people back then, you know, like, well, Chamberlain. Yes. You know. Yeah. And um, but it, 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 there's another special on right now about uh, on Bill Chan on Bill Russell, and it talks about Russell. The smartest thing was to let Russell score, because that the other four guys would lose interest in the game, because <laughs> they were feeding him the ball, so he'd get 30, 35, 40 points. Wow. But because he was quote unquote hogging the ball, it was you know it was just sort of it was interesting to watch. His philosophical, because he used to talk to us, and of course his big laugh was the, always the big right. thing. So we always had that. So, but that's where I sort of learned basketball. So okay. that's sort of where I got into my sports scenario. And of course, baseball was something I always played. Little league was very first thing I did, and, um, and and did that. Football didn't happen until my sophomore year in high school, because my freshman year, I had a um, being somebody who who grew very quickly. My knees. Uh, created a thing called Osgood Schlater's disease, and what it meant was is that my my ligaments and 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 cartilage didn't grow as fast as my bones did. Okay. So it, they sort of didn't keep up in the knees. So I had to wear for uh, the entire summer. I had one leg in a cast, and then the entire football season, if you will, until until you know. You know, till November, I had a, I had my other leg in a cast. Wow! Straight, straight cast. I was able to walk, and it was weight bearing, but uh, I had it in the cast so that my knee and stuff would catch up to it. Well, then I played. You know, then I played varsity wow. basketball. You know, so you know from then on out, because and you know from there. But that freshman year of high school, I didn't play football at all. But I played. Then I went and I, play, I played on varsity. Well, you know, when you're six six four right. and, and you're only six four kid in the school. I mean, you know, you, you play you play varsity ball. Yeah. So I played varsity and then played varsity baseball and, and went on. So football started sort of in earnest uh, wow. the next year. And the interesting story of it was, as I, I as I said to you earlier, Reggie, is that we had this country club on the far side of town. And while I was up there working, you know, and uh, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I see uh, a couple of the two senior captains of the football team. Okay. And, and three men come up to where I was working up at the club. And, um, well, ended up being the head football coach, the <laughs> line coach, and the back coach. And... Uh, 
um, how should I say I was rather surrounded <laughs> as, <laughs> as to what I, I was, what my anticipated uh, participation in football was going to be. Right. <laughs> That's what we call now a recruiting trip. <laughs> Forced recruiting. Forced. Uh, because that's basically what it was. So I, uh, uh, I, get, uh, I, I get the option of to go out for the team or to not. Well, the, the to not was that you would not not go out for the team. So that was my only option. Well, but here's the funny thing that happens. So I go out... For the team that I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think I worked that day Friday. I mean, excuse me, that day on Saturday and, and the Sunday I was committed to working, and so I went out for the team on Monday. Wow! And so I went, and again, six four at the time, you know, two hundred pounds, you know, and um, just that and the other thing. Well, I also wore a size thirteen. Shoe. It's not like it is today where size 13 is made. Every style and everything that's out there is made in a size 13. I actually had to wear, uh, I I had the option of either wearing tennis shoes or, you know, what we called sneakers up there. Right. We called sneakers. And, uh, or I wore my baseball spikes. Oh, wow. I was not very popular on the football team <laughs> at that time. For number one, I hadn't been there for two days, you know, to go out for the team. And number two, I'm wearing baseball, I'm wearing baseball spikes with, you know, those. Oh, yeah. And it was like, you know, nobody wanted to get their toes stepped on. So, <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you the story on how I ended up coming up with a pair of shoes. My, uh, my father... Uh, and my mother were extremely, um, extremely involved in my life in a positive way, in okay. a very positive way. Um, you know, as I reflect back upon my sports career, yes. as Sherry observed, um, my mother and father, to the best of my recollection, never missed a high school football game. Basketball wow. game or a baseball game wow. that I can tell. My, my mother didn't go to baseball very much, okay, but my, my dad would go because it was on his way home. Okay. He'd, he'd stop okay. in. But he never stuck around to give me a ride home. But he, he, he <laughs> That's about the way it works. You so, know, right? he, he would watch it and then leave, and then I'd walk home. You wow. Know? And, 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 and I was exactly one quarter of a mile under the, the, the amount that, they had to supply transportation to get you to and from school. So I had to wow. walk the two and a quarter miles, you know. But it's like I tell everybody, it was two, it was two and a half miles and it was uphill both ways, you know. But, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, but you know, the, the thing about it was is they never missed a thing. Well, Dad, you know, took it upon himself. He was going to find some football shoes. So he goes and he went to, uh, he, he went to Harvard. University, okay, and went to their equipment guy, and geez, he says, I, "I don't have a pair right now." I says, "You know, I, I don't have a, you know." The, so that was, but so then he sent him over to Boston University, okay, and then, geez, they didn't have any either, and then then they sent him uh, to Boston College, 
and it so happens that Boston College had a pair of uh, shoes that okay. they let him that they let him buy. You know what? And I said, you know, so that he could because they they had to be careful because even back then there were there were rules. <laughs> so he bought them. So I, I ended up having. But they also uh, at Harvard and Boston University and stuff. They also recommended that he that he go to a, a place in, in Arlington, Massachusetts called Hollivac and Coughlin, and that name will play a role. In my professional life, wow. A little bit later down the road, right? Wow. Uh, at the sports sporting goods store, because what they were is not, no longer did they have a store to sell sporting goods. They had a, an outside company that went to all of the high schools and stuff and sold a, a shoulder pads and okay. pad, all this sort of stuff. You know, so it sold to both retail and. Yes, yeah, that kind of stuff. So, uh, so, but that will come back. Hollaback Coffin will come back in time wow. to play a major role in my life. But uh, so I ended up. So then, all of a sudden, my my liking likability went up a little bit when at least I had football <laughs> shoes, like everybody else did. Right. So that when you did get spiked or you did get something going, it wasn't these sharp baseball spikes. Almost oh, so, definitely. You know, that, wow. So that went on. So. Um, you know, having not played other than recreational with friends, you know, uh, playing football that year was rather uh, a learning process. Uh, our head football coach, uh, uh, his name was uh, Ernie Richards was his name, is uh, he, uh, he was always uh, two or three Hundred octaves higher than anybody else on the field, uh, and uh, there was never any question about who did what wrong, because it was well heard as to who did something incorrectly. But uh, we, uh, you know, for a little small school and you had a lot of players playing both ways. Again, you're down to a fact that the six foot four, you know, two hundred pound kid had to play. Right. So they, you know, they they had me uh, play uh, defense as a, as a defensive tackle, and, uh, and and then eventually they moved me out and, and had me play defensive end because they thought my my being able to rush off the line and throw my arms up would be more disruptive force, and then. Um, and then the thing was is then all of a sudden they said, well, geez, we need to have him, we need to find a place for him on offense. Well, because I played basketball, I I could catch the football. I was pretty good catching okay. the football. Wow. So, uh, so we had you know, so I, I I caught some balls and did some things. It wasn't like we you know we we might throw the ball five times a game. I mean, that was about it. You just ran it all because you know you didn't want the other team to get the ball, right? So you just ran it all the time so, to avoid it. But uh, he, uh, uh, our offensive uh, line coach was—I mean, our our off uh, our head football coach was also the head baseball coach. Uh, the line coach for the for the football team was the head basketball coach. Okay. So I mean, they had to do a lot of different things. Wow. I mean, you know, uh, and this kind of stuff. So they they got to see what kind of a person you were during the other times, you know. Exactly. So you do that. So wow. Uh, but we but we went on during my uh, three year career there. We uh, we we lost. I think we lost about five games total. We 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 actually were a pretty good team uh, during those times. Uh, we had. Um, 
and 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 like I say, I'm not a hundred percent recollecting this, but right. I think we had a couple kids that went to uh, play in the Yankee Conference. Uh, okay, that back in them, that was the University of, and you plug in Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Mass. Connecticut and Rhode Island, those okay. were, that was the Yankee Conference. Okay. So we had a couple couple of the guys went there, and then a few of them went to some of what they used to call the small Ivies, Colby, uh, and 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 stuff like that. And and that was one of the schools. And there was some more. There was some some other ones up in Maine and stuff. That there was some smallish group, but not too many of the guys went okay. on and played afterwards. So um, to to sort of go on the. Basketball was where I had my chance to shine, uh, but I played I played enough my sophomore year to letter. Okay. So that you know I I, I lettered and and that was that was that was psychologically and for athletically a good thing okay. for me. Okay. So then of course I went on you know I'd already lettered in basketball and baseball the year before so as a freshman so now I you know I letter again so. Um, my junior year comes, and um, things had gotten a little bit better because, you know, I, I, I might have been six four and a half, and I might have been two hundred and ten pounds now. Okay, <laughs> but my body sort of grew up a little bit with my body and and my legs and and my arms, and they all sort of seemed to know what to do now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and, you know, I didn't trip over, you know, the, you know, those uh, on on the football field to tell, you know, what what part of the field you're on. They called the yard markers. They yes. used to trip me all the time my sophomore year. Wow. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> for whatever reason, I just seemed to fall over those lines. But now they didn't anymore, and uh, my my clumsiness had gone away. Uh, I I I played uh, a little bit meaner. Uh, I played a little bit more. Get out of my way, or or, right. or I will make you to get out of my way, kind of thing, <laughs> both offensively and that. And I also, you know, started catching the ball a little bit more. But you know, that was that. But uh, um, so we play. You know, we played uh, again. We 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 lost. I think two games my sophomore year. One game my wow. my senior year. And then uh, my my my, my soft junior year, and then lost one game my senior year. But during my junior year, you know, we played football, then we played basketball. We were good enough to go to the state tournament in basketball, uh, and um, we 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 unfortunately lost, and we didn't get to play two more games for the state title of our class. Uh, but. Uh, we got the, my father got the word that time is that he had gotten transferred on a new job to to a place in central south central Pennsylvania called okay. Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Talk about a shock in your life. <laughs> you know, I I go down and you go to, I go down there and all of a sudden we're living in a town called Fayetteville. Okay. Pennsylvania. Okay. Now, we lived up on the mountain, about a mile up on the mountain. And I say a mountain, big old hill. I'll tell you that, <laughs> though, because it was trees around us everywhere. But we lived up there, and we lived about 25 miles out of from the school. Okay. Because it was the, 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 the actual school was Chambersburg Area Senior High School. That was what 
it was named. And it drew from like a 25-pound, 25-mile wow. radius. So I went into where I was in a class. My graduating class from Massachusetts was 67 kids. And over half of them were female. Wow. Went down there and there was 2,500 kids <laughs> in my class. So it, it was a big difference in, 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 in the difference there. So um, they happened. So I went down there and, and, and I went out for, you know, I went out for baseball and I made the baseball team. Uh, I, I was the first baseman back in Massachusetts, but out there I looked and the first baseman was like the coach's son. So I said, why, why compete there? So I went, I won the job out in left field. Okay. You know, so I said, all right. And then, and then three games after I was there, you know, uh, I, if I remember right, I was hitting pretty well. I was probably hitting 400, four something. And all of a sudden, the son, the uh, uh, the coach's son sits the bench, and I go play first base. And that was the next place there. So I stay there, and then that summer comes, and I go out for football. Well, you go out for football, and there is a massive amount of kids on that going out for football. It was just that many. I mean, a huge amount of things. It was just really something. And that, you know, we had the head coach, and then you had you had a you had a line coach, and you had a back coach, and you had a quarterback coach, and you had you know, I mean, oh yeah, you know, there was all that, that. And and we played all of these. We played we played schools in Maryland. We played schools in New Jersey. Uh, we played uh, up in upstate New York. I mean, wow. we played a schedule like that. And uh, so we. Uh, there happens to be two kids on this team that had drawn a significant amount of interest as a running back and a offensive lineman. Okay. And uh, uh, and so I was I was a tight end because I had the because I could catch. So I played tight end, and all of a sudden they these two young men, my teammates, with the interest they were drawing. When it was all said and done, they would always seem to get when game films were sent. Anybody know what game films are? Right. Uh, you know, film, actual film. You know, uh, that they 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 would always the coaches would always get a uh, a request back saying, "Well, who was number eighty eight? And that was my number because you know the, who was the big tall kid on the end of the right. line. You know, it was. This kind of thing, or you know, playing defensive end. Who who's eighty eight? Because they already knew who the 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 offensive tackle they were recruiting and the running back. You know, yeah. that's number twenty four. They knew that, and uh, <coughs> excuse me, they knew those. Well, you know, so it comes back. So all of a sudden, I go to where I hadn't heard from a college. You know, just six months earlier in Massachusetts, never even heard about them. Now all of a sudden, I'm having you know, I'm having sit down discussions. At the high school, wow! You know, basically almost every day with you know Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, you know Penn State, wow. Pittsburgh, Maryland, you know uh, West Virginia, you know all of that that all of these all these places plus even the, some of the smaller ones, and they were coming down because they were already there to see the other two, <laughs> so they were by doing their homework they, yep. they came so you know so I remember the. Uh, so uh, everything's going fine. Everything we're, 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 we open the season. You know, my my uh, my senior year, we open the season in Pennsylvania, and we're playing. And so, come the third game, my after the game was over, and we were three and zero, 
And after the game was over, my father comes to tell me that um, his boss, uh, just happens, I remember the name, Mr. Brunskill, had died in Massachusetts. The plant manager at his at his old uh, plant that he used to work at, and uh, and my dad used to be the New England regional manager for okay. him, and so but they promoted my father to take over Mr. Brunskill's job as the plant manager. So it was like so we were. He told me we were going back to Massachusetts. Wow. <clears throat> so so he tells me this, and I'm going. Well, I'd sort of gotten used to this, and I was sort of liking sitting down having these conversations with some, you know, the assistant coaches and all this sort of stuff. So, well, you know, when it was all said and done, my exposure, yes, at the highest level of football in Pennsylvania, at this regional thing, because we were playing all these big schools, uh, and then I went back to my little small school. I guess the only way I can sort of figure it out is I sort of stuck out like a sore thumb because all of a sudden I was, I, I was, I had learned how to play. And all of a sudden I had learned to like football. I had learned to play football. I had learned to do it with because of the, com- the competition oh, yeah. every day yes. and at the Pennsylvania school was different than what I had. So I learned a lot more about it. And, uh, well, lo and behold, you know, it was, you know, it, it got... Different, and we won all but our last game uh, at my mass. So we moved back to Massachusetts, and I, and we won all our games except for our last one. And we had a couple players out that game, and we unfortunately lost it, and that it caused a three-way tie for the the conference uh, title. So that was that. Wow. But the that led to the the concept of recruiting, and um, I know I know my wife has heard this story, <laughs> but. Uh, on one given week, on a Tuesday, Wednesday, and a Thursday night at our home, jeez, uh, I just thought about the people that I don't even know. I don't. I don't. I, I'm, I'm foolish. I don't know my audience, but right. uh, here today. But there were three head football coaches that came to our home for a recruiting visit. Back then, they were allowed one. You know, they could come once to your home. Well, I had. Era Parsesian from Notre Dame. Wow. I had Woody Hayes from Ohio State, and I had Joe Paterno from Penn State. Wow. That was in that one given week. Wow. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And as I had said to you earlier, you know, my parents were very much involved in my, you know, in in, in both my, and I'll say this in the correct order, in my academic career. (laughs) And my parents were extremely, Extremely interested in my academic career, right. and then there was this other thing called sports. But wow. they, you know, so they, you know, they participated in these visits at the home. But the interesting thing was is that I had to get home. I had to get my homework done before I could participate in the discussions. I love it. Okay, before I could talk, because they they would always say the coaches could come at seven, but if I didn't have my homework done, I stayed in my room until the homework was done. Wow. Then I could come out and talk to them. And I could stay out and talk to them until nine o'clock. Out the door. Then it was no, nine o'clock was you go to bed, you got school tomorrow. Oh wow. 
And then they would stay, the coaches would stay, you know, until 11, 12 o'clock and stuff like that. <laughs> I understand that there was, uh, I understand that, you know, there was, you know, some form or another of liquid libation consumed uh, during those times. I, I don't know if it was my parents trying to talk them into recruiting me for sure or right. the other way around. But uh, uh, they, they would sit there and uh, have, uh, end up feeding the coaches and, and having, uh, some cocktails, wow. I'm sure, but yeah, that what they weren't the only thing. But just that happened to be one, two, three, one night, one week, you know. And then there was many, many other coaches uh, that went through it. But uh, I think all in all, it was somewhere in the neighborhood of 55 or 58. Uh, wow. Uh, definite uh, scholarships uh, that I was offered. Uh, there were some that, you know, if, if you'll come visit us, you know, if that, those were the ones like N Nebraska and, and Iowa <laughs> and the ones out there that they wanted to get you there so that they could really make Most you your definitely. offer, you know. Wow. But, uh, but that was that. So, but, you know, we went through that and we went through all the recruiting and, and all that. In fact, I went and visited uh, just to show you what happened one time. I went on a recruiting trip. And nothing happened. I mean, other than when I was trying to come home, I, you know, the coach, you know, the coach did his thing. And I'm trying to think, I'm, I'm thinking that he, it, was, it was either Virginia or it was Georgia Tech. Okay. One or the other. <laughs> and, uh, but he took me to the airport. He did, I felt, you know, that and my father would agree with me. That he did his job. He got me there. He made sure I got on the airplane. And then, you know, he left to go home and stuff. And off we took off. Well, we, we took off and we got up the, up the East Coast. And then all of a sudden, uh, the plane had to turn around uh, to the D.C. area, to, to, to Washington, D.C., because there was a blizzard uh, up in the Boston area, New Connecticut, you know, New York City, all this. So yeah. they landed us down in D.C. And then for the for the next two and a half days, <laughs> I was on a uh, a bus on the New Jersey Turnpike. And you know, being the fact that you're a and and, and I was young, I was young in school. I was seventeen. As wow. I turned seventeen, my senior year. In, de in December. So I was a youngster. I was a youngin'. Uh, I was on the bus, and I may have had 10 bucks, 5 bucks, but that was pretty good at that time. That wasn't, a, that, wasn't that bad. But the point was is that, you know, there was only some places they could stop, and, you know, that, they, they went through like that. And Well, ended up that I, I was sitting next to uh, a, a sergeant, from the military, and he was on his way home for the holidays, okay. for, the, for Christmas holidays, for a week off or whatever. And he lived about five towns away from where we lived, and stuff. So he he was called he called home to his parents to tell him what where where he was and all that. And he so he says here here come here. He grabbed me. He says here, you call your parents. He had a credit card or whatever. He says you call your parents. Tell me you're at. Well then my parents talked to him. And they made sure that you know what, whatever money that he that I might need or you know whatever needed to be sent, they would reimburse them when they when they met us at the at the at the uh, airport. Well, the bottom line was is I never made it home. I I ended up two wow. and a half days on the New Jersey Turnpike. They finally they finally pulled into uh, 
into uh, Grand Central Station in New York City. Here I am now. I'm, 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 I'm haven't turned seventeen yet. Wow. You know, and 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 I'm in there. You know, and and he buys me my ticket to get on the train from New York City to Boston. Wow. With him. So we, we, we come back and, and all that. Well, I guess the sum of the story was is recruiting's not everything you think it is, <laughs> number one. And, and number two, you know, and for the sake of this discussion, you know, Georgia wow. Tech didn't really have a chance after that one. <laughs> I love it. But uh, wow. went on from there and, uh, the, you know, the recruiting, bat, you know, the recruiters, you know, I went to quite a few, you know, I went to quite a few uh, for both football and basketball. And, uh, uh but uh, I finally uh, made my decision to go to Boston College, and uh, I uh, I was I was turned off at some of the bigger schools, okay, uh, because of the fact that um, as I as I have said a little while ago, you know, my mom and dad academics is ex- extremely important to them. Uh, and there was no ifs, ands, or buts. You will do your work. You will get your homework done, and boom. And if uh, uh, they went, you know, every semester in high school, there was the mid yes. midterm yep. report. They went to every one of those, and if there was anything that I wasn't going on, bang. There was no going out at night. There was no going here. There was a tutor bot, you know, guy got a tutor in for, you know, like I remember when I was taking French, you know, they, they brought a French teacher in to teach me, you know, French, you know, to help me in my French. You know, it was that kind of stuff. That was the way they were. They but just you, but but you know that that's that foundation. Yep. Which a lot of kids do not have today. You're right. So I take my hat off to them. Yep. I mean, my pops was similar, yep. but but yep, they were they wow. were they were they were wonderful in that way, and uh, <laughs> you know they were they, they were really really uh, kind people, and uh, uh, you know they 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 were they were very good in that respect. Well, I ended up at Boston College. Uh, I didn't give up uh, uh, basketball and baseball. Baseball up all summer, all, all throughout Boston College, I played. Uh, I played uh, American Legion baseball. Wow! During the summertime, okay, that was uh, that kept me active and doing stuff. Um, you know, basketball now is pretty much done. You know, it was pretty much. Although I did go out for, I did go out and play uh, basketball at uh, Boston College my freshman year. Uh, played for a gay guy uh, that you may have heard of, Chuck Daly. Yes. Yeah. He. Yeah. He, he did a little coaching and and did a you know two time. Two-time inductee into the National Basketball yes. Hall of Fame, but uh, he and, and and was what the the, uh, the dream team. He was yes. the head coach. Yep. Uh, he was. Uh, it was interesting having that kind of coach at Boston College, but wow. he was he was quite a guy. Uh, but uh, that that was about it because there was really no room at the end of the bench. It was either that or sit on the floor, and I wasn't going to do that. Uh, you know, my my job my it. job was just to make sure. That uh, that the one or two guys that we had on the team that were trying to keep people out of the paint, I went in and made sure nobody got in the paint. <laughs> but I only lasted for five fouls, and then out I got, out I went. But uh, uh, it was uh, I loved playing basketball. It was it was my my fun. But you know I you know when I enrolled in Boston College, there was freshman football. You did not play on the varsity. You played with 
your your recruiting class and and anybody else that they convinced to come to the school and you played as a, you played a freshman football schedule. Huh. Yeah, there was there was none of this that you got in and 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 you went, you know, you came and then you played as part of the varsity. Nah. You weren't even allowed on the same field as the varsity. So you didn't even wow. scrimmage against them. You didn't even you were in your own little you were down so far away, and there was you know three feet of water on your field, and there was nothing. You know, it, it, you know it was you know they didn't care much about us. It. You know it was it was it, it, you got the, wow. the the cast off field, right? You know the place that they didn't want to practice on, um, or the one that they had used during the summer. You know, and it, it ground it all up and stuff, and then left it for us. But that was that, and we played. You know, we would play. You know, play, you know, we'd play a lot of the Yankee Conference freshman teams. You know, we play UConn and Harvard. You know, we play Harvard. We would play that. Go down and see Yale. Get on to and, and and travel and just play in the New England area as freshmen, freshmen against French freshmen. Huh. So that was that was so how it was. Uh, then when that season ended, which I think they purposely would end it. Uh, the end of October of every year, I think, is that they all. I think they had to have at least seven games. I think they had to play, and and if, if I remember something about that, then all of a sudden you could then become the most just satisfying thing you could ever expect to want to be. But you became the look squad for the varsity for the last three or four games of the season. So in other words, you got your snot beat out of right. you for, for for being the other team and doing the plays that the other team did. <laughs> and lo and behold, what if 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 you were on the team and and uh, if you were on one of those teams, especially more offensively than defensively, if all of a sudden you caught a pass for a touchdown or something against the varsity, oh baby, that boy didn't last long. You know, wow. I mean, he'd get he'd get you know he was told in no uncertain terms not to make don't. Not to make anybody look bad, but uh, it, it was just really wow. something, and, and and that was that. So then, uh, uh, that would start the off season, and then spring ball came. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, now the uh, the varsity, you know, the seniors were gone, and now it was just freshmen, sophomores, and juniors again. So now you finally were getting a little closer to age. Okay. You know, you know, t- together, and it was the following year was the year that they all of a sudden the freshmen were allowed to play. They changed that two years after I got there, but uh, it was really you know something from that. But I was a tight end, and uh, and I played tight end, and uh, I uh, I I had gotten being a Pennsylvania had done a lot for me and 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 stuff and and stuff. So uh, when it came time my for sophomore year to play on the varsity, uh, when I came back from the summer. Uh, I beat out the old, the uh, all East tight end for the starting job, and uh, made me real popular with the seniors. I bet it yeah. did. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I bet it yeah, did. Made real popular. But uh, so we're we're going in, and, and it's it's Thursday. It's it's you know six o'clock at night. We're on a practice field. You know we're 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 going through. The game plan for the one last little thing. We're doing the last few things. We did our two-minute drill. We did our hurry-up drill. Then, then all of a sudden, it was like, all right, let's go and do you know do a couple little changes that had been made. And lo and behold, I I I, I 
they made a change and I had a pass that was over the middle and uh, I caught the ball and I sort of got high load. I got a, someone hit me high, someone hit me low. And it, 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 it was unintentional. I mean, I saw the films. I've seen the film. No, <laughs> nobody did it purposely. It just happened. The one that got me low tr fell, and that just caused me. And then the one that hit me, they had nowhere to go and stuff. So, you know, that, that ended up with me in the hospital with a, uh, uh, a dislocated, a fifth-degree dislocation of my shoulder. And that put me red-shirted for that entire year. So that was it. So... Wow, uh, I didn't I didn't play again that year, uh, you know, in any way, shape, manner, or form. So, uh, but I was rehabbing. I was doing all the different things that I did, and then uh, I came back the next year and 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 played tight end, and uh, and then I got into uh, not much, not a whole lot's happening there, and then all of a sudden my they redshirt me. So now I'm still that was sophomore year. Then I come back from my junior year, and. We go in, I'm starting a tight end still, but at, my body had changed a little bit. I, now I was 6'5 in the quarter that I used to be. Now I've gotten back to 6'5, but I'm 6'5 <laughs> and a quarter, or 6'5 and a half maybe, and I'm 245 pounds oh. playing a tight end. So we're playing and uh, everything's going on, and we played Pittsburgh, University of Pittsburgh. And uh, lo and behold, during the game, our two starting offensive tackles both go down with injuries that end up being season-long the rest of the season. Both of them went out with injuries. What they were, I've forgotten, but they went and uh, uh, they were done. So that night, it was a home game. So that night, the uh, offensive line coach, comes up on campus to where I was living and basically tracked me down <laughs> wherever I was and, and, and whatever I was doing and said, the coach wants to see you. The head man wants to see you. So, you know, I, I, so I walk back, you know, and I go back with him. I said, okay. So I went back and I walked down to the athletic office, to the football offices, and I see Coach Yukika. That was Joseph Yukika. He was uh, he was quite a guy, and uh, he was a uh, he was a Penn State boy. My uh, Joe Yukika was a Penn State boy okay. under Rip Engel, okay. and uh, he was there during the time under Rip Engel when he was there with uh, Paterno and, and a couple of other people who got to be pretty famous. Yes. And uh, <laughs> Coach Yukika was a you know uh, NCAA coach of uh, inductee into the Hall of Fame for coaches. And then, but he, uh, um, so he sits down with me, the head coach, and he says, Gordon, I just have to tell you something. He goes, what's this? He says, the two offensive tackles are both done for the year. I need you to move over and play tackle. <laughs> so I'm going, hmm. Sort of like tight end. I, right. I, I thought up, tight end was sort of an up and coming position in the NFL at the time. Not that it, maybe I was ever going to get there because I didn't. I wasn't fleet of feet, if you will. Right. But I mean, you know, but I could catch the ball. Big. Yeah. You know, so, and and seventeen. You got to use your wow. mic. Uh, so he he. So we sit and we talk for a little bit. 
And he goes, I'm going to let you sit here in my office for a minute. And he says, hold on just a minute. So he taps on the phone, and he called my father. And my father got on the phone, and he had known all about it. Already. He had already been told. The coaches had already called. They asked permission uh, to make sure that it wasn't something that they would be objecting to. And, uh, and you know, that was that. And so he said, sure, whatever is best for the team and and, uh, stuff is fine. You know, as long as you think he can do it. And they said, yeah, we think we can. And lo and behold, so... So here I am, you know, Saturday night, a tight end, and 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 here I am the next morning at at the pregame meeting for the next week. Yeah, opponent, I'm learning, you know, uh, what a tackle, what the plays are for tackle. Well, it was thank God I didn't have to go from tight end to guard. That would have been a lot to learn. But I think knowing that there it was, he was right <laughs> next door. There was only a couple of people to choose from. Okay, I got him. Right, you know. So we. <laughs> So we, we we go through the plays and all this sort of stuff, and uh, we we play the next game, and I don't play the first two series. He just has me on the side. And of course, I had to change number. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, there I was. I was number eighty-eight. You know, tight end and. Uh, now I'm number 79. Okay. And I was like, God. I said, no, I got to be close to 80. I got to right. be close. <laughs> I love it. And uh, uh, so we, uh, so all of a sudden he says, uh, you know, the end of the first quarter comes, court, towards the end of the first quarter comes, and you go in. So I go in at left tackle. And, uh, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, uh, you know, the, the rest of that year and the following year, I never left. Uh, you know, I just stayed and played, and uh, you know, I had, you know, I learned everything. All my work came at practice, and all my work came with, you know, I used to have to go out maybe sometimes twenty to thirty minutes earlier with the offensive line coach and work on things, wow. just him and I, and 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 this kind of thing until I learned how to pass block, I learned how to use your feet, know how to use your, you know, I mean, people don't really realize how much the positioning of your hands. Right is so important when you're when you're an offensive lineman. It, it's where you put them in relationship to how your body's turned or not turned. You know, does things. So we would work on these things for 20, 30 minutes before practice, and even sometimes afterwards. If he didn't like something I had done, we would do it some more. And uh, so we go on and, and we play, and and uh, you know, we finish out. I finish out being. Uh, you know, an offensive tackle, and, uh, you know, boom, that's it. All wow. of a sudden, I get the call. Wow. And you go, what call is this? I get a call that I had been selected to play in the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, after my senior year. So I get a chance, so I get, I'm going to them. You know, I, I barely even knew what the Senior Bowl was. I had maybe <laughs> sort of heard of it, but I, I, I you know, you know, then the more I learned about it, it was a place you wanted yes. to go. It was a place you wanted to go if you wanted to improve your stock in the draft or be noticed in the draft. Yes, most definitely. So I go down and uh, and play, 
and and my wife makes comments a little bit ago, <laughs> but you know the thing about it was is that you know they they called me you know and 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 the interesting part was is they they had to go back to Harvard and borrow some equipment because they had sent ours out for refurbishing because the season was over you know you you you, t- you sent them back to the company without they made them and they'd refurbish them for the for spring ball and then so I had to get some shoulder pads and some other stuff and by now my feet had grown from thirteen to fifteen. So they had a pair of shoes for me, so they gave me a pair of their shoes from Harvard. So, hold on, I'll get to the other one. Don't worry, you know. uh, but uh, so I go down to play at uh, Harvard. You know, go down to play. Now, so I pick the stuff up at Harvard, and, and I get ready. I fly down to Mobile, and we go down. And an interesting thing is, is that you know it, it goes down. You meet your coaches, and we were playing. For back then, at least, I don't know how it is now, but we were playing for. Let's see, we were. I was, I was on the North squad. So okay. our coaches, I believe, were the Detroit Lions coaches. Okay. And the coaches for the South team, if I remember right, something tells me that they were the they were the Houston Oilers. Okay. Uh, team. Uh, coaches, so you know we practice, and you know, and this and that, and you have your you have your practice, and then all of a sudden comes Wednesday, and Wednesday was the two teams come together for a little tap, little you know, tap and go, you okay, know? which which. As the co- as our coaches told us, don't believe what you call this. <laughs> this is for your life, for your career, for your. He says this is a full out dress rehearsal, boys. Wow. And so you know, of course, you know the the thing for an offensive tackle, you know, which the most important thing from there is how do you handle the pass rush, you know, and then you know for for a running back, it's you know how he you know how he handles things, you know, cutbacks and all this, and you know quarterback obviously is under scrutiny the whole time, yeah, and and, and this kind of thing. So you know we 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 went through all that. So the game comes and and uh, uh, we play uh, like I said against the South Squad, and there was this uh, kid that uh, I was against, and I had never heard of him in, uh, until the day before. And the day before, after practice was over, you know, we used to have to get back on a bus and go to the hotel. You know, staying in a hotel, this is pretty stunning. This is pretty sharp. <laughs> I like that. It used to, before you went to your dorm, and it was like, you know, the sheets hadn't been cleaned. In right. Months, you know? <laughs> but, you know, it, it was, you know, we went back, you know, so when we went back, but we had, I had about a half an hour, so I went, and there was this, Big old truck, and it had ABC Sports written on the outside of it. So I walked in, and I walked in the back because I wanted to see what it looked like. I was just curious, just being curious, you know, no big, not maliciousness and all. So I went back in, and there's, you know, there's, uh, you know, the, some of the guys that are in there that, are, that work the show, and they show me all the different things. And all of a sudden, a producer comes in. I didn't know what was, I didn't know what a producer <laughs> meant. I didn't know what that was. But he comes back and he says, "Which team are you on?" I said, "I'm on the North." Oh, good. He says, "By the," he says, "Who's the? Who's your left tackle?" I sort of looked at him and I said, "Well, uh, me." No, I went, your left tackle that's going to play left tackle on, on, on the game Saturday. And he goes, me, I'm, I'm the starting left tackle. 
because there was only 33 players on the team. You know, back then, the NFL wasn't going to give you much money. Right. So they didn't give us, didn't give us any money. But, I mean, you know, they the, the coaches. But we get there. He says, well, he says, he says, well, you know, here I'm sure you've heard all about this this uh, this all world, all all American, all everything, you know, defensive end. Well, I haven't heard anything about this, you know, uh-huh. you know, you know. And then all of a sudden, well, yeah, let me show you. So they show me a few clips of them, and I said, okay, all right, well, and uh, so lo and behold. Uh, they, the show opens, the game starts, and the before they even have the first play, they they said, in today's key matchup, <laughs> <laughs> key matchup. Okay, and the reason I know this is my, my parents, uh, uh, either offended theirs or somebody we knew, Tape the game. Put it on. Now, I don't mean audio. I meant audio tape, not videotape. Right. Videotape, I don't know if it existed back then. But uh, audio tape, and, and, uh, and, and that's what it said. You know, here's the key matchup of the game. You know, the, the anticipated first-round draft pick of the National Football League, you know, from Tennessee State, Ed Tutal Jones against a little unknown kid from Boston College named Gordon Brown. Wow. And that was the key, and, and they kept showing him just decimating <laughs> you know, these offensive tackles from, from schools that he had played wow. in his senior, junior, senior year. So obviously, the first or second play of the game, <laughs> they were 100% and totally accurate. I got decimated <laughs> on, the, on, on his first on his first pass rush. Wow! Uh, and then uh, uh, and then we, we ran and so so. But running against him was was pretty good. But so we went back in and, and of course the offensive line coach had some choice things to discuss about. You need to protect Mike Burla from Stanford. You need to do this with our quarterback. And uh-huh. you know you that. Well, that was the last time he got off the line. I mean, I had just I just figured it out. Wow. And uh, I had a phenomenal game that lasted until well into the third quarter. Uh, and, and then at that point in time, I got, uh, I forget what happened. Something happened, and uh, I got hurt. About halfway through the third quarter. But, uh, uh, and, and that was that. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at You See Me Pod. Make sure you share with your family and friends. We'll see you next episode. And always remember, you see me, but you don't know my story.